yesterday I redid my website and it's interesting because in the about section I wrote a little part of the story of how it all started for me the witchcraft and spirituality and that was exactly what my plan was for the first episode of my podcast anyway so that's exactly what I'm doing now and it is it's kind of full circle for me and I think you will understand by the end of this episode welcome to the witcher corner podcast episode one introduction to the story sorceress and who I am The podcast is available on all platforms, but I mostly will be sharing the Spotify one because you still can play it even if you don't have the premium. But it is also available on Apple and it's also available on Google Podcasts. I think those are the major platforms. I hope you will be able to tell me whether you want other platforms to be involved or not. And maybe at some point I'll have some sort of funding to be able to make those a video podcast instead. So that it also goes on YouTube. My story begins in 2000s, actually, when I was 12, 11 or 12. And like any girl at that time in 2000s, I was obsessed with a TV show called H2O Just Add Water. I hope that most of you are familiar with it because it's been a hit at the time. And, uh, you know, like any girl, I really, really wanted to become a mermaid because mermaids, for some reason, associated with this femininity in my mind. I didn't really know the story of the sirens at the time. I didn't know that the mermaids are supposed to be associated with sirens. So for me, it was this magical creature who was very feminine and um, I really wanted to be one of them. So my quest has started to find the perfect spell online that can turn me into one. It's funny now, because obviously, as a witch, currently I know it's not possible, but I was a a little girl, a kid, and it was something I really wanted to try and find. And I know most of you listening will come from a position, you either will come from witch talk or maybe from the witchy side on Instagram or other social media platforms um, and you are full of information about witchcraft because there's so much going on. Um, I think the witch talk hashtag on TikTok has billions of views at this point, which is crazy to me because back in 2000s when I started this quest, there wasn't much. The only videos that you could find that will have um, some sort of spell instructions would have been done on a grainy camera with a very low quality by probably other kids that had a vivid imagination. So that's where I started and I looked at various of them. Um, I've kind of created my own version of a spell. I don't remember what it was. Unfortunately, I didn't save any writings. I've moved houses and places multiple times since then. But Eventually, that quest led me to discovering Wicca. I was lucky enough to find a very few creators on YouTube who were talking about Wicca. Um, and I know one of them is still has the channel up, uh, although she doesn't post anymore. But she still has that particular video up, the one that I kind of fell for. 
Uh, and there was another YouTube creator at the time who I struggle to find to this day who was sharing her Wiccan tradition within her family. She had a family book of shadows. She shared her traditions and, sh- and her practice with her kids. Um, and it was very lovely to watch because it was a completely separate experience from what I grew up in. I was 12 and I was raised by two agnostics, um, agnostic parents who are likely to be atheists, but it's they're not religious. It's very hard to explain their stance on spirituality. My mom is kind of spiritual. She does share my views on life quite a bit, but she doesn't practice. And my dad is a very confusing one. I don't know if he believes or not. He doesn't share his stuff. Um, and he does sort of sound like an atheist more than agnostic, but... um. It was, they were not religious. I was never in the church when I was growing up. I was never in a, uh, anywhere in any sort of religious um, environment when I was growing up. And to add a little bit of uh, spice on top of that is um, <laughs> is easy because my mom's side is Muslim and my dad's side is um, Orthodox Christian. Orthodox, not Catholics, not nothing specifically because those traditions are very different. So I grew up in a, some sort of very privileged freedom to research and find my own belief system because nobody ever tried to push their stuff on me. Although now I know that when I got my name, it was blessed by a Muslim mullah. And then at the age of four, my grandmother decided to baptize me in Christianity without my parents' consent, which was an interesting family drama. But I was four. I didn't know what was going on. And when the pr- the whole process finished, I asked my godmother, I was like, can we go get an ice cream? It was never a thing to me. It never occurred to me that th- that was a holy process of baptism into religion. And ever since then, I wasn't in church. Ever. So this is type of mindset that I came with into discovering Wicca. And it was funny because I read the Bible uh, that was meant for kids. I was asking questions, my all my relatives, the same questions that kids ask about the purpose and about the life and, you know, the curious ones. And eventually I realized that whatever my parents were a part of or their parents were a part of doesn't really answer my questions. I have this innate feeling that there is more to life than these religions are telling us and there is more to life than my parents can explain. So when I discovered Wicca and simultaneously with that I discovered witchcraft, it gave me a sense that, yeah, that's exactly what I meant. There is more to everything that we do on this planet. Not in the big words that I'm putting it in right now, of course, because I was 12, but it felt comforting and it felt at home to see these women in families practicing something that I've never seen before, practicing something that I've only experienced through films and TV shows. And I remember very vividly the day when I asked my mom if it's okay if I will participate in that belief system. It was a weekend, um, it was a sunny day, and she was cooking something in the kitchen and standing right above the oven and I was staring at her from from like a corner for a split second 
ga- kind of gathering my courage to be able to ask that. And then I shyly approached her and I was like, mom, do you think it's okay if I don't follow any of your religions? Um, like if I'm not Muslim, if I'm not Christian, is it okay if I kind of choose my own? And she said, yeah. And probably at that moment, she thought it was just a phase. I mean, I'm 27 this year and the phase isn't over. So I think that we kind of gathered that that wasn't my deliberate choice. So since I received that okay from my mom, I went ahead and I started looking into more things. I remember still a few forums and websites that existed in 2000s um, that I can't find anymore. I don't think they exist anymore. But those websites were full of herb correspondences and spell examples and people who practice and share their practice. Most of them were in English, which was very good for me. It was good practice of the language for me. And it was, you know, very liberating to be able to access information in a different side of the internet, because obviously in the country where I'm from, we didn't really have that. And since my mom said, yeah, go ahead and practice whatever you want, I started gathering myself. Um, I managed to get my first tarot deck that I don't have anymore. Again, it was a very long time ago and the deck probably was lost somewhere. And then I got my, uh, I got myself a couple of tools and, you know, everything was set um, on the line to become Wiccan. I don't necessarily remember what made me realize that Wicca and witchcraft are separate things and that Wicca is another religion and witchcraft is what is more for me. But eventually I switched from Wicca to witchcraft and that stuck with me no matter what. At the age of 17, I moved from my home to the UK where I am now and, you know, the uni life started. University was difficult uh, for various reasons, but mostly because I developed depression and out of four years uh, of university, of my bachelor degree, I've lost three years to mental illness. Obviously, there wasn't a lot of talk about practice, although I still managed to keep it up, which is ironic because that happened only because I had a friend who was also a witch didn't turn out to be a good friend and we don't talk anymore but she was kind of the reason why I still continue to practice. I've became really good at tarot readings to the point where I predicted one of my friends meeting somebody um, and you know being in a relationship with them for about two years up to a specific detail of where not when but where like the environment and you know continue to practice Um, spell work I also met my husband at the time well boyfriend at the time now my husband at at the end of university and it all kind of collided together that I've started my antidepressants started feeling better about myself realized that my friend is a narcissistic bitch and I also got to meet my husband and uh, it all got together in the summer of 2018 and my life got set I thought everything's gonna be okay 
2019 was a very quick year because so much happened in my life. It was my master's degree. It was um, figuring out how to stay in the UK. Uh, a lot of events in a very short period of time. And there wasn't a lot of spiritual practice or witchcraft practice happening at all. Um, I remember I did a few things during that year, but not much because my focus was on real life. And I still, at that point in my life, I still separated those two existences into two different like areas of being. I couldn't be a student and a witch at the same time. And I still, I, even though I didn't hide that I'm a witch, I still kind of didn't talk about it too much because I couldn't see how those worlds can be connected together. And we all know what happened at the end of 2019. Um, COVID started giving taking rounds in media around December, end of November. But at the time, nobody got too scared. And then February, March, insane. I just got back from visiting my nan in a hospital when the lockdown was, was announced. And... That's the moment that changed my entire life. Because in the first week of the lockdown, or in the first couple of weeks of the lockdown in the UK, I've downloaded and installed TikTok, and I found Witch Talk. And it was some surreal experience, because I finally felt like, oh, so there's more of us than I ever thought. I'm not, like, alone at all. And it felt like I found the community that I belong in. I started showing and telling and talking to people about it and, and engaging with the community. But very quickly, witch talk led me to spiritual talk. And that's when the core of the story begins. If we talk about the structure of the plot in filmmaking and script writing, then we are reaching the climax, I think. It's not the end of second act yet. We are just about to reach climax. So the events are building up together one by one and we are reaching the point where everything kind of collapses together into one surreal and very action-packed uh, point in the story. Once I entered the realm of spiritual talk, I was bombarded with this terminology that I've never heard before. I was bombarded with the people who were claiming to practice things that I've never heard before, who were claiming that they can do things that I never thought were possible. And very quickly, I started kind of falling for it. And mind you, I just graduated from my master's degree in October last year, got married in November. I mean, last year, meaning 2019, got married in November got a visa in January and life just stopped. I am a filmmaker by degree and in the beginning of the lockdown the film production industry shut down for a month or two and I've lost all hope to be able to break into the industry. Given the fact that filmmaking industry in general is very difficult because you have to have at least five years of experience to be able to get a, a good stable income and a good stable contract. But as a graduate, you can't really get that. So you have to start from something. Um, usually what we call what we call those positions is runners, assistants, basically. 
And I could not do anything because the system and the industry was shut down. I've lost hope for my future in general, and I've lost hope for the career in filmmaking industry as well. The leftover depression and undiagnosed ADHD with imposter syndrome convinced me that nobody ever will work with me. And that's kind of where I was when I fell for the new age spirituality and spiritual TikTok. Spirituality that I've discovered on this goddamn clock app was something that gave me the illusion of power, but I couldn't imagine how hard it's gonna hold me there by manipulation and abuse. Unlike a lot of people that I speak to or who I help, I didn't spend more than two months or three months in that environment. But I remember my first video that solidified the fact that I'm dropping into the new age. I made a video uh, on TikTok. I don't have it anymore, thank God. But I remember I said that I don't want to be called a witch anymore because I think it limits me to the things that I can and cannot do. So I think that the word light worker would suit me best. And you know that if you start calling yourself a light worker, you're done. You are full on there. Because the next step is choosing what star you're from and calling yourself a starseed, which happened to me as well. I've done a lot of weird stuff when I was new age. Mind you, I wasn't even drugged. But the amount of very weird visions and things that I was receiving during that time were... I don't even know how many. It's clear to me now that I was in some sort of mania and it was clear to everybody around me but myself at the time. I couldn't figure out that I'm not well, even though people around me could. My poor husband would hear me how I talk to people on the phone about all the stuff that's happening. The spirit- Well, you know, the classic, the spiritual war, the uh, fighting the Illuminatis, bringing everything to light. And he would always ask me, are you okay? And I would say, better than ever, while I was extremely manic and thinking about being hunted down. I don't know whether that was spiritual psychosis or not, uh, because I wasn't, like, blatantly hallucinating or I wasn't blatantly paranoid. But it was something different. I was not grounded at all. And at some point... In during fall of 2020, I started coming across videos that were made by Jewish Jewish TikTok creators that were calling out dog whistles in spiritual community. And realizing what I got myself into through their videos was slightly painful because I couldn't admit to myself that I became part of the community that is perpetuating anti-Semitism. It was so strictly against my upbringing and against my culture that I could not believe at first. But after doing more research, I realized that this not this is not right. And what also helped is that the people who I was associating myself with at the time started claiming some heinous stuff like curing cancer with energy work. And because all that kind of worked together and happened at the same time, I just started to exit the community. It started from me denouncing 
a lot of the stuff that I believed in, reprogramming myself, uh, realizing that certain things and words that I'm using are perpetuating anti-Semitism. And also, uh, I started fighting with a lot of people on TikTok in my comments, just making videos and comment response, response all the time, responses all the time. And it drained me. It drained me to the point that at some, in some moment when when I was particularly overwhelmed, I realized that I'm in significant muscle pain, like my joints were on fire and I don't have a diagnosis for it. I later learned that anxiety and stress when they reach like a certain high level can actually cause muscle ache and joint ache. So I disconnected from TikTok. I deleted the account and I deleted the app. And a very, very long process of recovery started marking my switch from being a new ager into being anti-new age. And I have proof of when it happened because in February 2021, somebody invited me into Clubhouse, uh, which I couldn't do without an invite at the time. And um, my bio in Clubhouse st says that I'm deconstructing and I'm like debunking the new age mythology and like stuff that they're saying wrong which when I found it very recently, I think a month ago, I was a bit shocked because I thought that my official transition didn't finish until like 2022. But when my recovery started, I was bed bound for three months. I couldn't do anything because I was in so much pain. All I could do is drink valerian root tea and sleep and lay down and maybe sometimes go for walks, but not more than that. For three months, I was journaling and trying to make sense of stuff that happened to me to be able to understand and basically bring myself back to the ground. And I also realized that until I can trust myself again, I can't practice. Because what if whatever I saw or whatever I will see from now on will be a lie as well or will be something that's not true? And ironically, as a witch, I work with some gods and goddesses. And I, wh while I was going through this recovery, I ended up working with Yahweh, which is fun. It's always fun to come across a biblical creature in your practice and then try to make sense of it. From the current grounded perspective, I think it was um, it came through as a father figure and was there as a an archetype that I had to work with to be able to make sense of what happened. Because if you know anything about New Age, you would also know that they use a lot of Christian and evangelical stuff in their belief system. So I had to deconstruct the Bible all over again. What? No, well, when I say deconstruct the Bible, I don't mean from the academical perspective, but more so from a personal perspective, how I saw the Bible that which was incredibly skewed because of the new age. And because that archetype kept, came through, I allowed it to guide me through the process. And it was very interesting. All I remember is that at first I freaked out and I was like, are you here to like do something to me? Because, you know, I'm fucking tired. I want to, I want to sleep. I've done so much work with this new age stuff and I don't understand anything. I'm confused, anxious, terrified. I just want this, this feeling to end. And I remember all I received back is, I'm not here to do anything. I'm not here to punish. I'm just here to help you figure it out. And that worked. 
when the painful period of time of recovery has ended, which was three months, I still didn't want to come back to spirituality or even witchcraft because I couldn't trust myself. I couldn't trust that I won't go manic again. I was scared of the feeling that I had and I just got back to my life. I remembered who I'm meant to be um, and that I'm a human being that is supposed to do human things, that I'm actually supposed to find a job after all. So when around spring 2021, I put down everything that I used to have on my altar. I put all the tarot cards away. I completely disconnected from the spirit and I went away. I disappeared from the internet as well. Like my Etsy was gone. My Instagram was gone. My TikTok obviously was gone already. I've lost all my mutual connections. I've disconnected from everything and everyone because I couldn't bear the feeling of fear of getting back into spirituality and swinging back into the space where I don't understand anything. I found a job. I started my life. I became fully independent finally. And, you know, it continued until December 2021 when I decided to myself, listen, it's done. Um, it's time. I sat with myself and I thought about the risk factors and what happened and how to avoid falling into that space again. And I realized that the main mistake that I was doing is exactly what I'm advocating for now, is the fact that there is no integration of spiritual experiences in our current lives, that we prefer to disconnect two realities into two different containers in life, and we forget that they have to be bridged, and also that there is nothing more spiritual than being human. If we are reducing our humanity to something that's not important because we are starseeds, lightworkers, whatever it is, then we we are at risk of falling into mania, psychosis or anything else because the whole point of our existence is to be human. And with that, in 2021, I've opened a new TikTok account. Well, December 2021, January 2022, I opened a new TikTok account which I specifically directed into witch talk and spirituality, but with a twist. Because my goal and mission since then is to bring people back to reality and make sure that we don't perpetuate the same mistake. I want the cycle of fear and loss of hope and loss of power to end, which simultaneously affects how I work with social issues or political issues because we can't advocate for human power and empowerment unless we talk about the capitalist issues and the problems that we still see in our current society like transphobia, homophobia, racism and everything else that follows which wasn't the case while I was in the new age because while I was specifically in that little space on the internet I believed that politics don't matter because they don't because it's just like a manifestation of energy and we are healing energy every day. And if we heal enough, then all these issues will disappear, which never happened, by the way. So whatever is happening with the New Age community on social media today, I started seeing as soon as I got my TikTok again. It's there and it's the same thing. But the grand awakening or the graduation or the return of the Galactic Federation date constantly changes. It was supposed to be December 
2020, it didn't happen. So it continues. That cycle will go on until people start realizing that they are not being grounded. But this is where I'm at right now. Um, I have a mission. I have a vision for it. And I finally can speak for myself because I'm confident that I will not lose my mind, that I'm standing on the ground, that I'm a human with human life, with human problems like paying bills, taking care of my cat that you probably have have heard in a background today. And that at the end of the day, when the meditation is over, I will have to bring that meditation and the experience and the thoughts from it into real life and somehow figure out where it fits and how it fits and why these visions came to me. And when I say that I have a decade of experience, I mean I have a decade of experience with spirituality and witchcraft. I have a decade of experience of hearing the same thing over, over and over again with spiritual communities and witches. The discourses that we have, the conversations that we have are always the same. But it all always boils down to the fact that as spiritual people, we forget to bring it back, which doesn't happen in witch talk as much. Um, well, it happens a lot on witch talk. It happens. It doesn't happen with witchcraft as much because actual witches in real life know that mundane comes before magical. And that's the most profound thing I've heard um, a few years ago on the Internet. With that being said... This is me, this is who I am, and this is where I come from. That turmoil that I've experienced after I left the New Age community is specifically what I'm trying to help people with. Because I know I'm not the only one, and I know there, there are people who spent a lot more time in the New Age community than I did, which means they have a lot more issues that they have to handle when it comes to the myths and the misinformation and the brainwashing that the New Age community does to people. So if you found me on Spotify by accident, which I don't know is possible, then please follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, just stick around so that you could find out what I talk about um, and also so that you don't miss my other episodes that will be coming possibly weekly. And if you came to listen to this episode from Instagram or TikTok, I so much appreciate that because... This is the medium that I'm the most comfortable in. I talk a lot. I like talking a lot. This is my ADHD stuff. And it's important to me that people do listen to the things that I say. Not in an egotistical way, but more so that I love having conversations. So if you uh, want to, you can find me on Instagram. Tell me what you, you what you think about this episode. Follow the podcast, follow me on social media, and tell me your story with the New Age Spirituality because I think that sharing these is the beginning of the deconstruction that we can finally use to dismantle the system. And I talked a lot about spirituality and religion and witchcraft today, but this, is, this isn't everything that I am. So next episode will be mostly about me and storytelling and how storytelling relates to my spirituality as well. Thank you very much for tuning in. And I'll see you next week.